Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked on Seminoles. It is one of our last episodes of 2021. I'm your host, Max, and right there, I've got Tally Drake. Drizzy, bud, how you doing, man? Chilling, my guy, chilling. You know, stoked you talked about some New Year's resolutions and New Year for us, ourselves, and for this coaching staff as a whole. Yeah, man. I uh, I painted a couple rooms today. I painted my daughter's room. Folks, this is why you don't Did you finish your recording studio, or is that just, you know, you're testing No, so that's colors. still sample paint. I have that paint now, though. I have a gallon of it. I got to do the wall. I'm just doing the one wall here, the accent. Uh, yeah, for those do. of y'all watching on YouTube, you get to see fun things like how many days in a row is Max going to go without painting his wall? And while you're looking at that and you're guessing that, make sure y'all hit the subscribe button, like the individual video, hit that bell up there. That way you get notified every time we publish a new video, which is Monday through Friday, five days a week, coming at y'all with FSU content. We have both been covering the team for over a year and a half now. We both went to Florida State. Uh, collectively, we both have bachelor's degrees from there and uh, spent a collective uh, 11 years or so there. So you guys can do the math on that one as well. If you're on the podcast, make sure you follow us. Make sure you leave a five-star review. And YouTube, we're responding to comments. So just comment what y'all hear. Uh, Broderick JLo, hope I said that right. Hope it's not hallow. Thanks for uh, the heads up, by the way. We did reschedule ULM that year in 2017, not Delaware State. But to Drake's credit, we played Delaware State right before the UF game. So, you know, it was, they were an FCS team we played in November. Nonetheless, Thanks for educating folks, me, my guy. Thanks, yeah, exactly. Guys, seriously, if we say something wrong, please throw it in there. I, yeah, we don't care. I'm happy to be corrected. Um, I'd rather be corrected than sound dumb and, you know, I can, whatever. So, yeah, we got a great show for y'all tonight. The theme is New Year's resolutions. We're going to talk about what the coaching staff's individual New Year's resolutions as coaches should be. Uh, we're going to talk about what the New Year's resolutions as a fan base should be. And we may even throw some of our own in there. We'll see how we do on time. Sit back, relax, and ladies and gentlemen, let's do this thing. Ride. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And yeah, folks, we hope your New Year's Year's resolution is to keep listening to Locked On Seminoles. We love having y'all here because y'all doing what you do by listening to us let's us do what we do. We had a record-setting day yesterday, most podcast listens ever in a day on the podcast itself. And then there was a sprinkle of YouTube on top of that. We really appreciate that. Seriously, we love it. Uh, if y'all have a glimpse into my life, again, paint there. Drake, I actually, I painted Charlotte's room today. Like I said, don't ask the four-year-old what color she wants her room because I asked her. You know what she said? You deserve Rainbow. you deserve that. You de- you deserve yes, I know what the, what just happened. You just you should know better than that. I'm trying to point. teach her to make her own decisions. So I said, "Well, what do you want?" You know, she said, "Rainbow." Uh, yeah. So I uh, the thanks to my sweet mother who's been a huge help. Uh, we have painted two of her walls rainbow, legit taped off. You know, six sections. I know there's seven colors in the rainbow, but I'm not going to sit there and split hairs over indigo and violet. Um, and you know, we decided to just yeah roll with that. I also, I have a room in my garage that was going to be a home theater. I also have a bar downstairs. So I was like, I don't need a bar and a theater. So that is now going to be a gym. Painted that today as well. This wall. I mean, you are, you are not hiding your wealth at all right now. You're just flexing on everybody right now on, on YouTube so, and on the podcast. So I had a thought, <laughs> right. And it was like, 
you know how they talk about like different generations have different quirks and it's like, um, you know, like people that grew up in the depression didn't really trust banks. So a lot of them would hoard a lot of cash in their house, put money in the mattress and, and stuff. I, I realized the other day, subconsciously, I am preparing for like not having to leave my house for an extended period of time, right? Like gym, bar, golf, all the house. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like such a product of like the COVID generation of like one day we just weren't allowed to leave our house. And I want to make sure I'm never blindsided by that again, I guess. This is fair because literally I think I've spent about two and a half to three grand on my new setup right now for my, with my three monitors and everything else down here. So I right. kind of get that. Yeah, that's that's actually a pretty damn good point. Okay, Because we I just assume, you. but we'll give you guys a house tour at some point once it's all finished. There's still miles to go before I sleep, but let's talk New Year's resolutions before we get too deep into it. Uh, Drake, Let's start with the offensive coaching staff. If you were going to have a conversation with Alex Atkins, you're going to say, coach, as a coach, here's what your New Year's resolution needs to be. Something you need to make sure that you do this year. What would it be? What would you what would you uh, assign to him? That's really difficult because I think he's the only one on the entire side that does his damn job. Um, probably if I'm Alex Atkins. Hmm. If I'm Alex Atkins, I would honestly probably... My goal for him, if I was in, is just continue wisdom with the offensive line and probably develop a first-round talent on an offensive line. And I think you kind of could have something like that with a Robert Scott. We also have Caden Lyles coming in and Bless Harris, too, like very quality pieces. So maybe – I don't think he's had someone drafted like in the top three rounds yet actually since he's been coaching. So that probably for him could be a personal goal moving forward that could benefit the entire team because, quite frankly, he's done well in recruiting. He's done well with development. And quite honestly, he might be, he's going to be head coach very, very, very soon from what I've been hearing. So maybe for development wise, for like have that kind of feather in the cap with a second round pick, a first round pick. So that can be definitely something he can have. I think that's a great one. Yeah. I mean, he had what a sixth rounder at Charlotte, which is like having a first rounder at Florida state. Yeah. However, I, you know, look, well, the thing with Atkins that worries me going into this year is can he find the balance of letting go enough of being the offensive line coach and focusing on the OC job without sacrificing the quality of what he's done with the offensive line. For for example, we're bringing in what six offensive line prospects and two transfers. So eight total and probably more too after the bowl games are done. Sure. But it's like, you got to bring in another four prep kids next year. You know what I mean? They need to be high quality blue chip kids and you need to bring two or three depth pieces. So you got to be able to recruit that, but now you're the OC. So you also have to be talking to the wide receiver recruits. You got to be talking to Chris Parsons. You got to be talking to all these kids. Sorry, folks, slight mic blow out there. The point is the negative recruiting against Alex Atkins will be, hey, go to a, you need to go to a school with a real OC, not a school with an offensive line coach that they just promoted to OC so he wouldn't leave. Um, it doesn't mean that that's who he is. It doesn't mean he won't be able to make that transition, but he's going to need to prove he's made that transition. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not worried about that because he was an offensive coordinator and a run game coordinator at Charlotte for two and a half years. So it's like that's like he has that he has that talent for him. I mean, he's got the job where like you know that's not bad. And quite honestly, I think he's someone that actually has been able to be multifaceted because he also had to work with tight ends, how to properly block, also helps out with the running back room as well. So and if we're being honest here too, with negative recruiting, I think he's the only one on the staff that you can't negatively recruit. I think he does everyone else's job, you know, for them. So I think he's fine. But I get your I get your point. Yeah. And I'm not saying he won't be a great OC. I, I mean more like it's how you message it, right? Like he needs to get that message out to recruits before they get the alternative message yeah. thrown in front of them. And these kids don't have you know, they don't pay attention to the program the way we do, right? So they meet him. He's gotta really adapt that message. 
Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, one on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to basically talk about the entire defensive staff. And their New Year's resolution, in my opinion, needs to be they have to moneyball Jermaine Johnson. They have to figure out a way, in my opinion, to get 10 and a half sacks and whatever he had, 25 QB pressure hurries and however many pressures on, you know, what, 150 pressures or whatever. They need to be sitting there every single day doing the math and going, how do we replicate him through two or three guys? Because you're not going to get a Jermaine Johnson on this team this year. It's very unlikely. Those He was a generational type deal, right? Somehow was just on such a great team. He couldn't find playing time at that position despite being an animal. Comes to Florida State and he is everything he's promised as. But I, I was thinking about your comments yesterday and what you said about why you don't think the defense will take a step forward. And it made me think of playing NCAA 14, right? The way to win in that game is a simple philosophy of football. Get pressure on the quarterback. The way to win in today's game is still the same as it was on a video game 10 years ago. you got to get pressure on the quarterback. I mean, last year was the first year in probably, what, six, seven years where, like, if an offensive an offensive, if an opposing quarterback held a ball to him, I knew he was going to get hit. And it was great to watch. Whereas like, you know, we're used to these guys having all this time, I guess other than Garrett Schrader, who knows what happened in that game. But uh, yeah, I just, they, they've got to find a way to replicate that pressure because if we can't get that kind of pressure next year, I don't think we have the secondary. And I don't think college secondaries are frankly built to be able to let every quarterback have five or six seconds to throw or we're oh. freaking carved apart. So no, I no, no, I don't think even the NFL you can do that either. I mean, like aside from like a Derwin James or a Jalen Ramsey, like you're not going to have that. And that was kind of my point. Like I kind of agreed that they need to find some way to replicate not only Jermaine Johnson but also Kier Thomas on the side. I don't know if Fabian Lovett is actually officially coming back as of yet. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to the NFL because I remember I think what his uh his son has like the the milk condition that hopefully you know is being taken care of. But like we don't know exactly what's going to be moving forward with this defensive line. So. I would have probably find that. And the other thing too, is I think they need to figure out how to close on so many recruiting people. They need to figure out how to actually kind of find a close on some of these kids. They were able to sell with the kids and keep them firmly committed to the ones that we already had. But we whiffed on every single kid that we were, you know, linked to towards the end. So I know I've been the first to blame Chris Marv for not being able to close, but the reality is you look at a Wesley Besaint and yeah, there's probably some stuff went on behind the scenes with some NIL stuff and Mario Cristobal coming in, but his position coach also left like a week before signing day. And then we promoted a guy who, I don't know, maybe they had a relationship. I don't know what the rules are about analysts and recruits. I don't know if they even could have a relationship. You know, I can't imagine... I don't know. I, I, I Look, I think the Randy Shanhire, and I hope I'm wrong, was a penny wise and a pound foolish. I think they were trying to get him up, say, hey, we've got a linebackers coach. And it didn't work because a lot of those guys' parents probably don't even really remember who Randy Shannon is. So anyway, uh, before we keep going on, I want to talk about one thing I actually want to get to. I just realized in Broderick's comment, he actually gave us kind of a breakdown of how he sees the secondary. And I want to respond to it because I didn't hit the to see more. Um, but before I do that, folks, I want to tell you about the people that make this all possible, the show we all love. And those are the folks at NetSuite. NetSuite is a way to optimize your financial visibility into your business and it is the number one financial software for powering your growth. They give you a level of control over financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting 
that you cannot possibly get if you're still using outdated processes and tools like spreadsheets. 93% of businesses surveyed increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite's and right net NetSuite and right now. They are giving you special end of year financing if you're a locked on listener when you go to netsuite.com slash locked. So go to netsuite.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D for special one-of-a-kind financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Netsuite.com slash locked. So I want to talk about some New Year's resolutions um, for some players. But first, I want to look at this because it ties in. We talked about the transfer yesterday, Greedy coming in, and Roderick breaks down how he sees our depth chart for next year. So at the buck, he's got Sidney Williams. What's Brown's first name again? S. Brown. Shaheem. Shaheem. Okay, thank gosh. Brennan Gant as your three buck guys. Uh, yeah, that's probably right with, um, with Sidney Williams. He's a thumper. He's a guy you need there. Boundary, boundary cornerback. Cooper, Jones, and Thomas. Um, yeah, I mean, Cooper, I think you and I debated last year at the end of the year, right, was, you know, Sidney Williams and Cooper were kind of our freshmen of the years. Um, both of them were, you know, neck and neck for the Locked On mm-hmm. Seminoles Offensive Rookie of the Year. And, Defensive. you know, what did I say? Gosh, dude, guys, words, I've been painting all day. All right, the fumes, you know, it's tough. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um... You know, I don't know if I see Jarian Jones as a second string boundary corner. I, but I do think that that is probably that boundary corner position is probably where Greedy slides in. You know, you ask, is he a third teamer? That's probably about right. He's probably a third team boundary corner, maybe a second team nickelback. You've got Kevin Knowles there and uh, and Travis J. I, guys, I don't know if Travis J is playing for you next year. Uh, and if he is, I don't know if it's on the defensive side of the ball. I can tell you. This I'll put it this way. The staff and the people within the program I've spoken to are really, they've gone from optimistic to disappointed by the progress he's made because it's not like, oh, we hope he'll pop next year, which was what they were saying last year. Now it's like he's been here long enough and it's just not happening for him. And I, I hope it works. I'd like to see it, but uh, you know, so maybe you have a chance for him to slide in at that nickelback second teamer, but I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I like to put your some of your best one-on-one island coverage guys at nickel, so I don't think he's really nickel back. Um, and then free safety, yeah, he's not going to play there. Sam McCall starting at free safety, I think. What do you think about that, Drake? I, I think there's a chance. You're, you're, you're going to have Sam McCall starting his first year. He's not doing that. I mean, Akeem Den's going to start there. Akeem Den actually finished off the year really, really well. So he why did. I don't know why I don't know why would you force a freshman to do that? Maybe you can do some spells, but I don't think he's going to start there. And with Jamie possibly staying, I think you would keep him at strong safety. So I think you have your two right there. McClellan was great was great as a death piece. So to me, uh, Sam McCall shouldn't, if he's starting, I think that's a real problem. He's really good, but I don't think he's going to be physically there yet or accustomed to the playbook yet. Yeah, I do think though, by the end of the year, I mean, you look at this kid as an athlete and you, I could see him starting by the end of the year. But yeah, day one, I, I, I'll put it this way. I don't think he starts against LSU, but I think he might start against Florida if he progresses the way the staff uh, thinks he could. People are very, very excited about him. And I do like the kids that we have coming in here. And with Sam McCall possibly starting by the end, maybe. But I just think the Keem Dent finally showed the five-star promise that we were waiting for for so long. Jamie Robinson, the same thing. And then Travis J, the kids will play wide receiver. Him and Jaron Jones need to go to the other side of the ball. If we're, am I being honest with you? 
I, I don't know about Jones, but I agree with Travis J. And, and that's the other thing. The New Year's resolution should be to develop some talent in the secondary because you're not going to have two five stars at, at safety between Travis, uh, Sam McCall and Akeem Dent. So you need to make sure you're using those. Anyway, I just want to have a little Sam McCall appreciation moment because, you know, there, again, all the other stuff did take away from the fact that he stuck to his commitment when he didn't have to. He is going to be a knoll. He's coming here, and we have a hell of a football player from Lake Gibson High School that's going to be on campus in like two weeks. So we should be really, really excited about that. And when I swing over to the offensive side of the ball, I think that the player we have to talk about, right, is Jordan Travis. And if you were Jordan Travis, like what would your New Year's resolution be? Before I get there, though, folks, I'm going to remind you real quick, since you love the show, I know you'll love Bill Bars. I know you. You know me. We're buddies at this point, which means I know what you like. And I know you're the type of person that probably likes low carbs, low sugar, but a candy bar taste and 17 to 19 grams of protein. Built Bar gives you all of that. It will not disappoint you. It will uh, it will fill you up. It will get you going. It's great for a morning snack, a post-workout snack, or even a late night, I've been staring at my computer screen too long. Please get me out of this office snack. So go to BuiltBar.com, get 15% off your order with promo code LOCKED15. That's right, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. We'll get you 15% off your order. I'm a peanut butter brownie guy. I know Drake has like some other flavors he likes that I'm not really all that pumped about, but there are plenty of flavors out there. Get the variety Mary, back if you're feeling good. Jerry Barcia, folks. Barcia. Barcia. So yeah, tons of flavors. All are great tasting. All are, are nutritious and all are delicious. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. All right, so for me, Jordan Travis's New Year's resolution needs to be learning how to take short sacks. And here's what I mean by that. I was re-watching some clips today because I was procrastinating painting. And I realized that Jordan Travis, how do I put this? There is a difference between taking off to run and trying to get back to the line of scrimmage. The way you hold the ball is a little different. The avenue you take is a little different, right? Because there's when Jordan Travis is in the pocket, if he sees a hole between the left tackle and the left guard, that maybe he can get through and there's 15 yards of daylight. Or there's a bigger hole between the right tackle and the right guard, and probably the right guard in the center. There's a bigger hole that will definitely get him back to the line of scrimmage, but the QB spies there. I need him more often, not every time, but more often to take the good play instead of going for the perfect, because I noticed a lot, he'll try to hit that hole there. It'll close on him. He'll get drugged down, something like that. It, for whatever reason, can't slip through. And you end up with an eight yard loss when it's like, hey, you know, you're not going to get more than two or three yards on this, on this right side, but it will get you back to the line. And I think another symptom of him having that mentality, if it's okay to take a short sack versus having to, you know, 10 yard run or bust, We'll be staying in the pocket longer because I went back during my procrastination. I watched fourth and 14 and he has no intention of leaving that pocket. That was like one of the few times this year where you can tell you see it in his footwork. Couldn't actually see his eyes. I wish I could say saw it in his eyes, but you didn't, but you see it in the footwork. You see it in the way he plants on his back foot, no intention of crossing the line of scrimmage and delivers an absolute bullet. So I want to see a little more of that from Travis of like, no matter what on this play, I'm either getting the line of scrimmage or I'm getting rid of this ball. Not like, like, I know that sounds counterintuitive of like turn that super talented thing he's got with his legs off. I'm not saying do it every play, but sometimes I want him to really get practice committing to the throw. Cause he's really, he's gotten really damn good when he does that. 
that was going to be mine actually i think he has commitment issues and i mean that like it's so in the football sense folks because primarily if you notice like in like in a play max describing there's a lot of times over the course of the year kind of got a little bit better as the year progressed or that he you don't you can see where jordan the way is like kind of running or moving he's the way he's holding the ball i can't tell whether or not he wants to finally go off and take off and get easy five or six yards or he's still like looking for the play typically when you're that far off and that far down the field and you can still kind of throw the ball you should just I mean, you have those legs for a reason. That's your natural God-given talent. I know. I would love for you to be a pure passer. That's not you. It's not. I'm sorry. Um, but if he's able to actually you know, stick to one or the other and kind of like not, not stick there, but like pick one to choose from, like Max was saying, yeah. maybe move the pocket a little bit to the right, go back, plant his feet. Or if you know there's nothing down there, stop trying to extend it and try to find another play for a pass the ball. You have that's the legs to go do too. that. So it's like that's, that's something I need to see because there are oftentimes like where he – where he's going to throw the ball, but he has all this room in front of him, and he still yeah. decides to hold it back and he's to try to make something out of nothing. Yeah. Or, you know, he'll he'll hold the ball or start running a little bit too long for maybe two or three yards, but there's someone wide open actually in the middle of the field. So it's kind of like you need to sort of get in your mind to just commit to one or the other because that's, I think, your next progression for him because he can be a very good player for that. That's a great point. Yeah, there, there were times this year, and, and I think that was part of the improvement, right? But there were times where you're like, okay, I know you want to throw the ball here, Jordan, but just run. You had 15 yeah, yards exactly. daylight. Get 15 yards. Get out of bounds. It's still first down? Yeah. Most time, unless we're second and 20. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, uh, you know, I think that another New Year's resolution needs to be the offensive line should all make it their New Year's resolution to whatever they're currently squatting, squat 100 more pounds. Like, I really want to see them – because this is really the first year under Josh Storms where they've gone through a program, through a camp, through a season, and now get to go back through a program. So, like, I want to see some Landon Dickerson stuff. Like, I want to see some dudes come out, and you're looking at them going, hey, uh, you guys are in Tallahassee. The beef cattle farms are over in Quincy. Oh, my gosh, those are humans. You want some blast doors in the line. That's what you want. Yep. I want the freaking water cannon traps shooting out. I want the shell on the back. I want the Arnold Schwarzenegger chest with just the big Terry Crews arms. I want it all. And I want it now. So that needs to be their New Year's resolutions get in there. But what about you, Drake? We kind of hit all the topics today. We talked a little bit about coaching. We talked a little bit about, I don't know, players. You got any New Year's resolutions? What are you thinking? For the staff? Um, not for you, man. Like, what do you? What's your New Year's resolution? Give give the people a little personality pick. We're not that deep into the off season. We can we can give them a little know your host insight. Ah, uh, let's see. I think my New Year's resolution is I need to communicate more when I'm having my own personal problems, personal issues. I don't do that. Which is really funny because I talk to you. I talk to Dave. I like whenever one of y'all's going through something, I'm always there for y'all. And I never take my own advice ever, like at all. And I never, and I literally just bottle up inside, put a little, I think it's the older brother syndrome. I'm going to do the same thing for my little brother too. Whenever he has problems, I'm like, like, you know, I'm your older brother. I'm taking care of you. I'll, I'll take it for you. I got to stop doing that dude and try to help myself out for that. And also for me to not be so depressed when we don't win seven games next year. That's another one too. Yeah. Stop, stop letting my happiness for a large chunk of the year hinge on the performance of 18 to 22 year old. But that <laughs> yeah, one's not going to happen. Mine is just to... All right, so this isn't going to come as a shock to anyone listening to this, but my first reaction to things is to yell. Like, it doesn't matter what happens. If someone comes around the corner, I'm like, ah! You know, if, if something happens that is like mildly inconvenient, and I mean mildly in the mildest sense of the word, I yell. It's just, I'm a yeller. I don't know, I'm a big Irish dude that yells about stuff. 
Big? My goal, well, you know, <laughs> I used to be a little, little bigger up here, a little smaller down here, but now I'm kind of, you know. Anyway, yeah, so that's my resolution is just like try to work on my first reaction, everything not being take the volume to 10 because it'll probably help me in life. And, um, you know, I don't know. So anyway, folks, that is what we've got for you today. We got some resolutions out of the way. We talked about in a roundabout way what we want to see from Alex Atkins as he transitions into being an offensive coordinator. We talked about how we want to see Jordan Travis develop as a quarterback. We talked about Sam McCall and the secondary and kind of how we see him fitting into that and some some perspectives on those guys. And we wrapped it up with some of our own New Year's resolutions. So we appreciate y'all stopping by. Broderick, thanks for the question. Uh, And again, I'm sorry I missed the detailed breakdown the first time. But folks, feel free to drop questions on the YouTube video. If you're listening on the podcast, just shoot us at Knowles Anonymous, a DM on Twitter. We'd love to answer some questions later this week. We will have an episode for y'all tomorrow. TBD on Friday. I will keep y'all posted. But either way, make sure you're subscribed. That way, if we do drop one, it pops to the top of your feed. With that, that was Drake. I'm Max. And this was Locked on Seminoles. Take care, everybody. And he does know tomorrow is Friday. It's just been a long day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, we're recording on Wednesday, so it gets a little tough. Anyway, we might do on Saturday. Who knows? Stay subscribed.